welcome to more than a few words marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know, content marketing has been around for a really long time, and if I had to lay money on it, it's probably going to be around for a lot longer. But the question is, what's the future of content marketing going to be like? And to answer that question, I've asked Eric Deckers to join me. He's a professional writer and a humorist from Central Florida. He's the co-author of four books on social media marketing and has been a newspaper humor columnist since 1994. He's also written several stage and radio plays, and he ghostwrites memoirs for business owners. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's so nice to have you back. I was flipping around in my library, and I think your first visit to More Than A Few Words might be as early as 2012. Yeah, it was It was very, very early. I think you were just starting it, and, uh, and I was just finding my way. Yep. And uh, here we are now, and in addition to all the books that you've authored, you are also the author of one of the chapters in the new More Than A Few Written Words essay collection. I want to thank you for that and encourage readers to pick up a copy if you haven't gotten yours yet. But today, Eric, I want to talk about the future of content marketing. I want you to look in your crystal ball and tell me, where's content marketing going to be five years from now? Well, I I think to be able to look into the future, we should look back. And like you said in the intro, it's been around for a long time. If you if you look at some of the history and sort of some of that little known history, uh, you know, archaeologists have recovered papyrus and, and carvings that show things for sale. You know, somebody in ancient Egypt had a little flyer that said goat for sale. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, it's an early advertising. And uh, John Deere, 100 and 20, 130 years ago, John Deere Tractor Company put out this magazine about farming for farmers. And it was written by and sponsored by John Deere, but it was not a John Deere advertisement. But when people got it and it had all this useful information, they knew the people who made the green tractors were the one that had provided that. And so that became a great marketing tool. That's incredible because I think a lot of digital marketers assume that content marketing was invented when the internet was invented and it really wasn't. The idea of providing information for prospective customers has clearly been around for a long time. Exactly. And and the term content marketing is relatively new. Like I think it came into being after you and I did our first podcast together in 2012, but I was doing it in the late 90s and early 2000s. And all good content marketing really is, is words, images, and sounds. So the written word, videos and photos, and then music and podcasts like this. And it has always been that. And the future is it will always continue to be that. So as long as you're a good writer, a good photographer, a good videographer, or a good sound engineer, or you have the tools that help you do that, you will always find success in content marketing. Nothing is going to change. The tools will change. The you know blogs will go away. Twitter will go away probably sooner rather than later. Facebook is going to go away. What's going to take its place? I don't know, but it will use words, images, and sounds. And so as a creator, we don't have to worry about the tools. We have to worry about the content we make. That is such a good point that the 
the platforms come and go. Uh, I remember very early on in my blogging career, I was using a platform called Squidoo. I don't think anybody has seen Squidoo since 2009, but that's where I learned how to create content to attract the interest of other professionals and customers and transferred that knowledge every time a new platform came along. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what do you think if content marketing isn't really going to change, if the platforms are what's going to change, how do we become better content marketers? It really just comes down to becoming better at your craft. Uh, for me as a writer, it, it means reading a lot, reading every day, writing every day, practicing that every day for photographers. And, you know, we've, we've got our friend Paul D'Andrea, who is a professional photographer. He told me he didn't start getting good until he went out and would go on these hikes and take photos every single day. It could no longer be a weekend activity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we've got, you know, musician friends, they practice every single day. And so that's the same thing for podcasters and sound engineers. You want to be able to edit and produce good content. You've got to do it every day. And so that's, that's really where we should be focusing our attention. That's half the equation. The, the quality of the content is an absolute You've got to get that right. But I have always thought that there is a difference between just creating good content and creating content marketing. Because a beautiful picture of a butterfly is just that. It's a beautiful picture of a butterfly. But there's more to making it marketing than just the quality of the photo. Right. And then we get into distribution, you know, the social media aspect of it. And, and that's something that's become a, an important part in the last 15 years It's just we're able to market everything for free mm -hmm. or we can pay somebody to do it for us, but we have to have uh, a readership or a listenership or a viewership. And that comes with going out, building your network, finding people who like and trust you, and then sharing your content with them, but also more importantly, sharing their content with your network. The more you do that for the people you're connected to, the more they will do that for you. Absolutely. You know, the difference between the person who walks into a networking event and hands out their business card or makes connections is the willingness to engage with others. And that behavior is online and offline. If you're not willing to engage, you kind of miss the point of social media. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of writers who they will try to get their, their Twitter following as big as they can get it. And then all they do and the only thing they do is they put out buy my book messages constantly and they'll have 150,000 followers on Twitter and they'll maybe sell, you know, 150 books. But I could have something 10% of that size and sell twice as many books because I engage with my audience. Absolutely. In this day and age, people have choices. They have choices who they will pay attention to, who they will follow. And there is a tremendous amount of competition for that audience. So if you're not doing something interesting, I got better things to do. Exactly. So for somebody who's thinking that, okay, I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice writing every day. I'm going to pick channels and distribution, how do they stay ahead of the curve? How do you keep up and figure out where the next hot platform is going to be? 
I focus more of my attention on the platforms I'm already good at. And I look at the new platforms. A lot of times I'll just go claim my username because it's usually the same. It's either eDeckers or Eric Deckers. <clears throat> and so I will go claim that on a new platform uh, that seems to be up and coming. But I try not to find a lot of new platforms. Uh, I can only spend so much time and attention on a few, like two or three. And so I, even if it's old, even though Twitter seems to be on fire right now and not in a good way, I'm still staying there because until it fails, that's still one of the best options for just short, short content. And it's a great way to reach a lot of people. And I've, I've been on it since 2007. So until it goes, I'm staying with it. I'm not going to Mastodon. I'm not going to post, even though I have accounts there because I don't have the time to put into all these new networks. So I will pay attention to the ones that are up and coming. And if I need to jump ship, I can readily do that. That's really good advice for any business owner. You can be absolutely overwhelmed trying to manage multiple platforms and you won't necessarily sell more product. I have always believed you do a few things well and it will work for you. Eric, this has been great. Thank you so much for dropping by and chatting again. You're welcome. Thank you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. We're going to have links in the show notes to The Laughing Stock, your humor blog. I think anybody who needs a little bit of a smile should either hop over there or follow Eric on Twitter because he is snippy and fun and always interesting to follow. Thanks again. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our digital toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.